Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The key to business, I'm going to give everyone the secret to having a successful business. Hello, everybody. It's Katie Austin here and welcome back to Austin AF. Today's episode, I am so excited because I have David Meltzer coming into the studio. He is so inspiring. It's like really kind of crazy how inspiring he is. If you don't already follow him on Instagram, you guys should because he posts amazing leadership things, entrepreneurship, uh, spirituality as well. He just gives amazing advice to be your most productive and efficient self. So I thought he would be the perfect person to come in to really talk about New Year's resolutions because going to 2022, first off, what the hell? Where the hell did 2021 go? Where did 2020 go, to be honest? Like, I have no freaking idea. But we're going into a new year, house some crazy way. And all these times, New Year's resolutions, you know, they can get a really bad rep. And I personally think a lot of the time New Year's resolutions are complete BS. But it also is an amazing time to kind of reevaluate and set those goals. So, We're just a few days away from 2022, or if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, mid-January, even into February, this is a great time to listen to this interview because David gives amazing advice on how to really be your best self. Especially right now, we can see a lot of advertisements on social media that can be very overwhelming, especially in the fitness industry, to like lose weight and get started on January 1st with those new goals. And a lot of the time, we actually set very unattainable and unrealistic goals for ourselves, like I'm going to wake up at 5.30 a.m. and do an hour workout every day. I'm going to do Whole30. I'm going to do Sober January and all these things that are just so unattainable for our lifestyle. So I think the biggest thing ever is setting some goals right now, but making sure that they are attainable. Like they're not anything too big for you guys that is going to change your entire lifestyle. And I think small changes can go a really long way. I truly do believe that. Something that David has actually taught me very, very recently, which sounds so insanely simple, but something he's taught me is scheduling my entire day to make sure I'm prioritizing it. So what I like to do every single morning is actually wake up, sit with a pen and paper, not on my phone, a pen and paper, because some, for some reason writing to me is just so much better for my mindset, and write down what I'm doing every 30 minutes or every hour. I obviously have a calendar, which is like, you know, my conference calls, my live streams or something like that. Like, you know, all those are planned in there. But at the same time, I have found myself so much more productive with those like 30 minute windows. So say I have a live stream from 8 to 9 a.m. What am I doing between 9 and 9.30? How am I bettering myself and doing anything I need to do priority wise from 9 to 9.30? 
I'll actually schedule out every like 30 minutes. And it's so funny because I never thought I would stick to this. My boyfriend was like out of town and I sent him like a photo of my schedule. I was like, I'm still doing it. And it was like three hours later and he like texted me at like, I don't know, like 1.15. He's like, so are you doing this exact thing in this exact moment? Because that was on your schedule. And I was like, funny enough, I actually am. I don't know who I am, but it's made me not only more productive, but less anxious. I'm a huge planner. And I think that's the biggest thing to go into 2022 with a plan. You have to go into it with some sort of plan because if you go into it with nothing and you're like, I'm going to do this, I want to do this, you're never going to actually achieve it without that plan. Um, You're never going to go through with it without that plan. I truly do believe that. So making sure right now you're setting yourself up to succeed with a good plan, whether that is a workout routine, whether it is an accountability partner, whether that is, you know, um, planning out how you're going to go to the grocery store, something so simple like that every single Sunday, small things really do add up. And I don't want you guys to be too hard on yourself, okay? There's a stat that's like, by halfway through January, people give up on their New Year's resolutions. That's okay if you literally give up by January 21st. But it's all about being self-aware. It's being like, you're human. Okay, I gave up for a few days. I'm going to get back at it. And it's all also about, this is so freaking cliche in the fitness industry, but creating that new goal into your lifestyle. Make that new goal your lifestyle so you don't ever need to, in quotes, give it up, if that makes any sense. So right now, write down your goals. Make sure they're attainable. Make sure they're realistic. And remember, if you guys want to change anything, do a career change, a fitness journey change, an eating plan change, old keys cannot unlock new doors. I think I said that right. (laughs) And without further ado, David Meltzer is going to come in studio because he has way better vocabulary and quotes and uh, sayings than I do. He's a lot more inspirational about the subject. So let's bring him into the Austin AF studio. All right, you guys, David Meltzer in studio. I'm so excited to have you here because you are so freaking busy. (laughs) I mean, how (laughs) I always want to ask you, how do you do it all? That's a really loaded question right there. You you started with a word that I dislike immensely, which is busy. Um, The word busy does not indicate what I am active. See, busy means you're unavailable. So Mm -hmm. like I have friends that are high, broke, you know, sick on their mom's couch. Right. They're the busiest people I know. Because they're so unavailable and they're so inactive. And so I think when you shift your perspective to activity, you start to work within the realm of what helps people manage their time. And the first step of managing time is to understand time itself. Um, Love that. Meaning we have 24 hours of man-made constructive time a day. You have activities within the context of those 24 hours. Sleep is an activity. Working out is an activity, family, friends, activities you get paid for, activities you don't get paid for, activities you have planned, activities you don't have plans, adaptable activities for when you do create a plan and God laughs at you and it doesn't turn out the way you think it should, and of course, your sleep. So once I started with the word busy, and which is no accident, I believe all coincidences happen, the word busy is what was the catalyst for me to understand 
how to be active and available. And so that's where the whole time management side of what happens is then we can get into the speed of thought, which is much faster than the speed of light, which is based off of the speed of time. But oh my God, I digress. Coming in with a whopping answer right <laughs> off the bat. I love it. It's so, it's funny you talk about scheduling. You actually taught me something. You don't even know this. You taught me something that sounds so basic, but really changed my life with anxiety scheduling. Every morning, what I've been doing recently to really help my stress levels and understand my day, and you guys might be like, Katie, where have you been on not on this planet? Planning out what I'm doing from 9 to 9.30, from 9.30 to 10, looking at my schedule when I have a, like a little bit of free time, how am I going to spend those 20 minutes? Am I going to spend them on TikTok? Am I going to spend them you know, doing some self-love, some self-care? So planning out my day in the morning, which sounds so simple, but how important is that? It's the most important. I call it being a student of your calendar. So I study every day as you have started what I have planned, what I don't have planned in my sleep. See, my tomorrow actually starts today because I have an unwinding routine. I've shifted the paradigm. Why should I say I start my day at 4 a.m. even though I wake up at 4? I believe that I'm more productive, meaning I provide more value during the day, more accessible, which has a duality. I talked about the accessibility to others, but also how am I accessing what I want? And, you know, to understand the access is important, but also just gratitude. See, I believe the superpower of finding light, love, and lessons and having a positive perspective and attitude is everything. It's a superpower. So by studying, paying attention to, and giving intention with productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in mind, we now are utilizing the man-made construct of time in the most efficient, effective, and statistically successful way geared to what we want, though. Not what other people want, what's missing or what don't want, geared to what we want. And so the first step is to study your calendar because it also not only creates efficiencies, but it allows you to remember, remind, and recollect what you really want, not get put astray by anxiety, (laughs) fears, et cetera. Totally. I I love what you said, light, love, and lessons. Is that something you go by? Because those are amazing words right there, light, love, and lessons. Uh, For sure. In fact, I think that everything has light in it. Everything has love in it, and there's lessons in everything. I love that <laughs> so much. That's seriously what I go by too, and I just like I I am going to seriously use that almost every Please. day because you can look at any situation and be like, "Holy shit, that was terrible." No, every situation there's light, love, and lessons. David, that's seriously beautiful. <laughs> uh, and beyond that too, I think there's a pragmatic determination when you're seeking light, love, and lessons. So this is an important, especially for I have three daughters close Aww. to your age, and I tell them all the time, just because there's light, love, and lessons in everything doesn't mean you want to spend time on it because there's a uh. spectrum of bleeding and feeding that I, I evaluate my time with. So for example, if I go to a fair where there's all these different foods and I love the homemade potato chips, <laughs> but I don't like the fried snicker bar, why would I spend my time trying to find the light, the love and the lessons in the fried snicker right. bar? Even though I know it's there because other people love it. Yeah. Why would I spend that time when I can already innately in my quantum being like that. We do that with people though, because 80% of our time is spent on people that bleed us, ideas that bleed us. And so when you can add the qualifier beyond your great attitude of, hey, there's light, love and lessons and everything, but we, I live in the pragmatic world. I'm not going to waste my time with you because 
you're not worth finding the light, love, and lessons in. Totally. I'd rather just play, pray for your happiness and move on to someone that's easier to find, an open mind, an open heart, and open hands. Absolutely. And that's all about setting boundaries as well. And I think to be productive, you have to set boundaries. And this is something that I've actually learned later in life. I'm not going to lie because I just turned 28 and I feel like when I was 24, 25, I was saying yes to everything. And it's good as an entrepreneur to say yes to everything. But at the same time, if you start saying no, you actually have more power over yourself as well and more power over your time. Time is, like you said, like the one thing that you have to just really understand to be productive. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the evolution, because I was the same as you, a pleaser, uh, projecting my insecurity that I want everyone to love me. So the best way to have people love me is just say yes. Uh, And then I created what I call the yes and vet so if we say yes to everything, that's a good thing, right? I have an open mind, open heart, and open hand. So initially, in my mind, I say yes, and then I vet the crap out of it. And then I determine, I don't just say yes and go oh, forward. I'll okay. say yes in my in your head. mind. Yeah, right. well, I'm going to have an open mind okay. to everything, but then vet the crap out of it and say, is this aligned with my what, who, how, and now of the day? I love Am that. I able to apply my why, find the light, the love, and the lessons in it? And so I'm very, it, it's weird because I'm one of the most spiritual people, woo-woo guys that you know, but I somehow, through my experience and journey, I'm so like mathematical and pragmatic right. and step-by-step step about what I do, which is a combination or reconciliation that is an interesting aspect to spirituality. Okay, talking about spirituality, do you meditate? What what makes you so spiritual? Yeah, so well, everyone is spiritual, right? Yes. We're human uh, bodies having a spiritual journey. Uh, so what uh, has ri- uh, what has made me more aware of my spirituality was meditation. I love that. And so for me, it was understanding number one that meditation is nothing more than the practice of being quiet. And that helped because my mind moves so fast and my lips move even faster. When people, the first lady, real quick, told me, I'm on an airplane, talk about light, love, and lessons. I'm on an airplane to India and this little woman next to me said, are you okay? I said, what are you talking about? She goes, well, you're so full of light, but you're blocking it. And I was like rolling my oh eyes, my right? Because at that time, I'm corporate Dave, yeah, right? Lee right. Steinberg, sports and entertainment, you know, negotiator, agent Dave, you know, yeah. everything's scarce. And so I'm looking at her going, what the heck is she talking about? She goes, oh, she goes, it's, I, do you meditate? I went on for a minute the way that I answer your question, but in the negative, like meditate, who would ever meditate? Wasted my time. I'm a multimillionaire. I got everything. Gorgeous wife, three. I'm like, what do I need that for? I don't have time to meditate. She goes, oh, it's too bad because I could teach you to vibrate faster. And that like made me curious. And then she said the earth vibrates the slowest, then animals, plants, plants, animals, humans, then sound, then light, and then the truth. And then she asked me a really powerful question. She said, you know what vibrates the fastest? said, no. She said, the truth, the truth vibrates the fastest. I can teach you through meditation to increase your vibration, which means you can only be aware of that which vibrates equal to or less than you. So if we elevate our frequency, elevate our vibration, we can become more aware of the truth, our potential, the truth of love, of light, of lessons. Those come faster and more accurately to us. We make better decisions. We're happier. We make more money. We help more people. We have more fun. And that one little lesson, she asked me to a workshop, which I, believe it or not, I almost didn't go to the meditation workshop, (laughs) but she told me, she conned me into it because she said, I said, I'm not interested. It's a waste of my time. Even though she said this. And then she's like, well, I could teach you when to buy or sell. Like raise your awareness when to buy. I'm like, 
Now there's something that right, I'm in, I can and, get so behind. she pulled me into to meditation. I've meditated for 16 years, 20 minutes a wow. day with maybe missing one or two times. Wow. And just a quick side note on that. It's so crazy how one person can change your mind and, and change your life about something. Because I think, you know, that one interaction that you had with her, you're still talking about today. You still remember that. And that's so crazy how you can just make a huge impact on someone's life like that. Even further than that, you can plant a seed. So not just an immediate impact like she had on me and I'm sure others have had on you, but our parents have this capability. They leave a seed in us and it's amazing. Somewhere along the line, someone else will water that seed and all of a sudden what we poo-pooed for years and years or made fun of for years and years, that seed was planted by someone else too. So it's so important to share your ideas because you don't know when they're going to take root and you don't know when they're going to grow. Right. And going back to meditation, I, again, recently, I just feel like I've realized a Q Kylie Jenner, I'm realizing (laughs) a lot of things recently, but I have because I took the time to slow down. And when I took the time to slow down, I was so obsessed with like hustle culture, like go, go, go mentality, doing things for no real strategy behind them, but because I thought I had to, because working from 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. was hard work in quotes, but getting where. And so taking that time to slow down, you realize what you can actually do if you have purpose behind spending your time productively, you know? You're so on it. And thank you. Well, I just had a speech with the younger kids that were driving up with me. I said, don't get so busy working, you forget to make money. Because that's the reason that you have activity you get paid for. That's why they call it activity you get paid for. So you get paid. And I see, and I coach so many different executives, I mean, chairmen of Fortune 10 companies, and even them. The most successful billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers, people carry the spirit of excellence. They get caught into the trap of being busy, of being just active without a purpose or a reason. So I look at things, activity I get paid for, activity I don't. I look at with a strategized, uh, I vacation every day, for example. I know mathematically two minutes a day is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. So for me, consistency exponentially increases the use of speed and time. So for example, people don't vacation every day, then they have to take like six weeks off right. to get off the grid. To me, do you know how hard it is to get back on the grid? Oh my gosh. You're speaking my language right now because <laughs> also holidays are coming up or they just right. happen. And so literally I just got back from, a, like I was away for seven days. I am three days post still recovering traveling. And it's so funny you say that two minutes today is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. I love that because we have to maximize every single hour. And I love something that you said, and I'd love for you to talk about this. Basically, you don't only schedule your day and you look ahead and you study it, but what you do is you only allow, what, 10, 15 minutes with a person or... Right. So I created rules okay. with my time that I have love exceptions. This, by the way. Every, everything that I teach is hypocritical, meaning there's exceptions <laughs> to everything that I do because I use my common sense. And if I just told you I only eat this way and then you see me eating a different way, right. I make exceptions because <laughs> I'm yeah. human. I want to enjoy. But my rule is this, five minutes for phone calls. All my phone calls, I objectively have five minutes for business ones and then 20 minutes for meetings or interviews. Now, for this one, I'm going to take an exception because I had to drive so much farther. I really want to have more content laid down, et cetera, for that exception. But I, 
after five minutes on a phone call, That's all you you're need. just visiting. And here's what my wife shocked me. I was the guy at dinner with the cell phone. And I started with the old bag phone, so a big one. And I'd have I have the most gorgeous, wonderful wife in the entire. She's my savior. I just will. I'm about to cry <laughs> looking at you. But I adore my wife. I've outkicked everybody's coverage with her. And then I had these three beautiful daughters at the time as well. I now have a son, which is why I said that. Right. But I would walk away every night from dinner to take some phone call. And she came back one night and looked at me and she said, "Why is it that you spend more time with people you don't know or don't even?" Uh, care about than you do the people you care most about and I was like why do like I'm missing these moments yeah and she's the one she's like you're just visiting so you're okay to step away for five minutes on a phone call and then I started realizing geez not just during dinner how about during my day with all the important people here that I could be spending time with so So, you know my family we don't put 520 rule when I'm hanging out with my son in fact it's exact opposite I do the daily non-negotiables with my health my family and my wealth I have a certain amount of time every day non-negotiable so that when I have a well-developed plan and something happens I make sure I get a minimum of an hour with my health minimum of 30 minutes with my wife every day mm-hmm. minimum 30 minutes with my 11 year old son every day love that. two minutes with my three teenage daughters <laughs> i asked for five they gave me two if <laughs> anyone wants, for if, yeah, you, want, you want negotiation uh, lessons hire my daughters they're amazing negotiators. <laughs> and then my favorite one which everyone here should write this down i spend a minimum of a minute a day with my mom So this is my phone face, but let me just tell you what I tell her. And I have your typical Jewish mom. So she's like, come down and fix my screen door. I'm like, why do I have to come down and fix it? I can pay someone to do it. And I started realizing she wanted to know four things about me. So she would ask me to do these time waste things that weren't. And what I realized is if I could call my mom every day and tell her that I'm healthy, that I'm happy, that I love her and that I appreciate her every day, a minute a day. My really, I'm 53 years old. My mom's in her late seventies. I've never had a better relationship with less anxiety, stress with, you know, my mom's the one that told me not to get involved in the internet in 1992 because it was a fad. So, I mean, (laughs) you can imagine she's very, what I call ignorant, arrogant with love. She tries to protect me too much, but that gets frustrating when you're 53 years old. Totally. No, I love that. And it doesn't take that much time to show appreciation to the one you love as well. And going back to the five-minute phone calls, too, I love this because I think in our day and age, especially with Zoom calls, everyone expects, you know, a Zoom call is going to be an hour. You can get shit done in five-minute phone call. And like you said, it's all about scheduling. So I've also heard you say this. I'm, like, quoting you on everything right now. But basically, if you have a full day of phone calls and conference calls, you plan out exactly what you're going to say in those phone calls so you get the job done. It's all about planning. Absolutely. Objectives. And this is where, uh, you know, practicing what you want, who can help you, who you can help, how to get it done and prioritizing so important. Prioritizing. I'm a note person. One little keynote, like even writing books, speaking interviews, et cetera. I've over the last decade created a repository of lessons. So if we're in here, when I leave, I might text myself or one of them a lesson that we talked about. Yeah. And then I'll put a note next to it for a story. So if the lessons be more interested than interesting, I'll put brother the doctor next to it. Why well, do the same thing in my calendar? Phone call, just one or two words that yeah. cares me off that, oh yeah, I want to ask to speak on their annual meeting stage. Yeah. Or I want to make sure that, you know, the Apple TV call that I negotiated two year, not three years. So I'll just put two year. 
but then it cures my mind on all the other things, but you move much faster than coming in blank and raw and then using 10 minutes to figure out what you're really talking about. Absolutely. And speaking of planning and moving faster, we are about to enter a new year, 2022. That's Freaking crazy, you guys. And so now is the time that people are planning their New Year's resolutions. And I battle with New Year's resolutions back and forth, okay? Because I think sometimes it's a whole lot of BS because you can really better yourself any second of the day. You can wake up tomorrow and start your goals. And a lot of, you know, the fitness trends, I'm in the fitness industry, but I don't love seeing like all these huge fitness ads being like, you know, here we go, lose 10 pounds in the month of January, blah, blah. And then no one sticks to their goals past January 15th. And so I want to talk to you, David, about New Year's resolutions, your thoughts and how we can go into this new year without crazy goals, but at the same time, a little bit more motivation. Yeah, it's incredible how aligned we are in that philosophy. And so are so many other people that are highly productive that are highly consistent, disciplined, and strategic in what they do. New Year's resolutions create resistance. And this is what happens when we create and put our emotions on an outcome or an end. The minute you put a time, a distance, or an amount on something, the minute you start trying to achieve that, it actually creates resistance because why? You're running out of time. So if I, if I told you that I'm gonna do this for next year, Every day I come closer and if I don't do it, it creates resistance. It's interference or negative energy. And so what we want to do is have daily resolutions with long-term objectives or milestones. See, milestones are something that you automatically in your mind go past. So if I want to be set a record, I want to be faster than four-minute mile. Instead of I want to run a four-minute mile... I want to run faster than right. four minutes. That becomes a milestone. There's no resistance to going past something. Right. But when we're trying to get to something, the closer that we get with the least amount of time, this is a mathematical resistance that's created. This is exactly what we're talking about going off the grid or with New Year's resolutions. You're actually creating bigger obstacles, hurdles, and voids for you to overcome in order to effectuate the consistent, persistent behavior that it takes. Sorry. And what, <laughs> no, no, what, I love what it. That I'm means. like, my brain is a little slower than and, yours, and This David. is for everyone out there. I'm going to slow it down, bring it down to, to everyone. Daily practices. I have daily resolutions. And I spend a minimum amount of time on those. Those are the third one. So, you know, minimum time with health, minimum with family, then minimum in these practices. What are they? Every day you should be asking yourself, what do I want personally today? What do I want experientially today? What do I want giving-wise, production-wise today? And what do I want to receive? Most people are afraid to ask. You got to remind yourself what you want to ask for it. Now, once you know your what, and you're not afraid of being a hypocrite, changing your mind. So if I tell you that I'm only going to do Tabata workouts, but then tomorrow I'm going through my values, personal experiential giving and receiving, I'm taking into consideration mid and long-term goals in my life. Like I want to live over, over 111 years. So I want to make sure I spend a minimum amount of time exercising. But today I feel sore, so I'm not going to do Tabata, but I'm going to do a long, slow jog or a walk. Right. I'm not a hypocrite because I told you Tabata. But most people, they're so stuck on changing their mind or looking as if they're lying or cheating or whatever. It's not. If you do daily practices, once you know your what, everything's simple. Know your who who you can help and who can help you. Fastest way to get to where you want to be, ask someone like you for directions for what you're great at. Once you know your who, then you go to student of the calendar to get your how, productivity, accessibility, and gratitude. Now here's the key component, what I call the affirmation of your resolution. Ooh, I like that. Prior to, if you can prioritize your day, 
you'll be most efficient. Meaning the reason people are lazy or procrastinate is they don't know what to do next or they don't know what to do. So time, they sit on TikTok and they allow time to suck away from them because they like the background music or the look of somebody or the silliness of whatever's going on. <laughs> I don't allow myself to get sucked that way because I'm always prioritizing for me, my what, my who, and my how. Always prioritizing because 100% of the things you do now get done. If you get things done immediately, it is not only more statistically successful because you can't forget it. Right. But it's more efficient by at least two times the amount of time. Why is this important? Because if you have daily resolutions, which are based off of a yearly milestone, that's fine. Okay. Right. To still yeah. have an outcome, a goal. Of course. I, I'm all for vision boards it. and all that. Like you got to have an aim. Right. But if you know your what, your who, your how, and your now, you then learn you apply your why instead of going looking for your why. You're inspired. You talked about motivation. That's what you need to get up, get started, get back started. Yeah. But inspiration gets you there. When you're in spirit, you realize there's a reverse in the paradigm, meaning that you already are, and I'm telling this for all your people, you're happy, you're healthy, you're wealthy, and you're worthy. Let's figure out what you're doing to interfere with it. See, shift the paradigm. You don't have to go get it. You already, you're connected to, and the whole basis of what I believe, I'm not a true religious person, but I believe two things. There's something bigger than me that knows everything. Omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source. And it cares about me more than I even care about my children. So therefore, when mistakes, setbacks, and failures, and pain comes into my life, instead of feeling punished, I feel protected and promoted. So when things happen as I don't plan them to happen, yeah. I'm so blessed, even though disappointed, right. because I was planning on getting that job or I wanted that star role in that movie or whatever you're doing. But meanwhile, I trust and have faith that I'm being just the same as when I was three years old, I reached to a fire and my mom's was a second grade teacher, too nice about everything, slapped my hand and screamed at me. And I literally started bawling because I was being punished by her. But she wasn't. Right. She loves me so much. She was promoting me and protecting me from the fire. Right. And that's all that happens when things don't happen when you work out. And you have to think about it that way sometimes because it only makes you stronger. And I I do believe everything happens for a reason. You kind of have to think about it that way to get through life sometimes. <laughs> I want to go back to motivation though. Yeah. Because I think that's the main thing that people think, in quotes, they need to get to that next level and that next step, especially with a New Year's resolution. It's all about like, how are you going to get motivated? I'm going to throw out there a hot take. I don't know if I believe in motivation as in terms of like what society deems motivation. I believe it's all about habit. It's, I don't, I'm not motivated to come freaking do my show every day and to be working out every day and eating healthy every day. It's about my habit. It's because I, you know, want to make myself a healthier, better person. I want to be successful. I don't wake up motivated every day. Do you like the term motivation or what's your take on it? Once again, we're so aligned. A little subtlety of my perspective to what you're saying is that motivation is fear-based most of the time. See, fear is a soul sucker though. That's why you're not motivated every day because you would literally emotionally be depleted of all your energy because fear will motivate you. Uh, and the more that you're motivated, the more energy it draws. In a bad way, right? A bad way, of course. It's an interfering way. But it allows you to get started. Now, True. here's the key. These habits that you talk about, that's why these five daily practices, and please, anyone that wants these habits, I will send you the habit machine, these five daily practices, because 
you can only effectuate that inspiration to feel the flow, to get the most from limitlessness and abundance that exists in the universe of everything for everyone if you're inspired in spirit. It's so true. And what will get you to the studio every day when you don't want to be there is inspiration. It's so true. And inspiration, I think another huge word too, is discipline as well. That when it comes to work and workouts and being disciplined with your New Year's resolutions, because you always have to remember how much better you feel and how much better you're doing for yourself at the end of the day. Like, you don't want to look back on your life and regret anything. You want to be like, no, I actually gave it my all. I gave it my best shot, especially like with the entire month of January coming up. It's like, no, you want to literally look back February 1st and be like, damn, I crushed it in January. And it's all about having that inspiration and discipline. Yeah, the words remember, recollect, and remind is why we want to make sure that these outcomes that you're looking at are reinvigorated uh, in us, meaning this. I'm 53 years old. Most of my life I've been working out, especially when I played college sports. I can tell you over 50% of the time that I had to exercise, I was not motivated to exercise. Mm -hmm. But never have I finished any workout and not felt better and glad that exactly. I did it. Exactly. And regretted being like, oh, I shouldn't have done that workout. Right. Like no. the way that you're like, exactly. you feel the day I should have done it. And so I think it's so important where motivation to me is interesting is if we can lower the bar. So if you're not motivated to work out, tell yourself, I'm going to put my running shoes on today. That's it. And then maybe put your gym shorts on the next day. Yes. But what happens is if you just tell yourself, I'm going to put my shoes on, that's it. Then you'll put all of them on. You'll probably you're end up fine. driving to the gym. And then you'll say, I'll just do 10 minutes on the elliptical. Yeah. And you'll probably get a 30-minute hit workout in or something. That's really good. But if you do the same thing tomorrow, it's the getting started. It's the first, I have a philosophy. It's called the first five minutes suck. <laughs> I, I always say this. I seriously have always said this in my fitness career because I'm like, you have to lie to yourself. And I know that sounds negative. No, I like it. Lie to yourself. Tell yourself, I'm only doing five minutes. I've always said that. I've always said, only tell yourself you're doing 10 minutes because after you get past the first part, your adrenaline is going to be just so high and your want to keep going. You nailed it. Anyone that runs knows that so well that the first five minutes when you yeah. start running is the hardest five minutes. Even it's if so you true. run 25, even the guys who run 100 miles will tell yeah. you the first five minutes are the hardest five minutes. Totally. Which is incredible. It is. And, and speaking of new goals for the new year as well, or whenever you're listening to this podcast as well, if you want to achieve something different, say, so a lot of people want to be like, oh, I want to do this in my life. I want to lose this amount of weight or any goal you have, whatever, let's talk about like habits now too, because we've talked so much about them, but I read a quote recently that I was like, you cannot open new doors with old keys. And I freaking love this <laughs> because you have to change your habits. So I want to ask you, I know we're running a little bit low on time here, but how exactly, if you want to change something in your life, what is your biggest advice and, or tip for that? Well, using these daily practices, one, you got to figure out what you want to do. Yeah. Then you have to figure out who can help you and who you can help with it. Because the easiest way to do something is find someone that's already there and ask them for directions, but they're also an accountability partner. Yeah. You also make them feel very good by asking for help. You become an investment of theirs. You have elevated their status. Their own ego is in play because you've made them feel good that they're worthy uh, to help you. So these are really important things. But in order to effectuate the change, um, you have to be committed with a non-negotiable. You, you have to be able to understand it's seven days a week. And even if you, know, you can't work out seven days a week, 
but you can be focused in on your health seven days a week for a minimum of an hour a day. See, I can't do Tabata seven days a no, week. No, for an hour a day. Right? Yeah, not, but mental not health too, you know? All like, of it, meditation. Nutri- like I spend a certain amount of time on nutrition. As you get older, you start to realize that your nutrition is more important than the exercise. Movement becomes a form as you get to your 80s and 90s of exercise. Just moving, but your nutrition will outlast you. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a lot of things when it comes to building consistent discipline. I, I, what I really believe is this formula of happiness, which is everything that I want to effectuate, these changes, these adaptations, these evolutions in my life, one, I want to enjoy them. That's Absolutely. the first step. That's all about, that's what life's about. Right. Rule number six, don't take yourself so seriously. You, you literally, if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. There is no pursuit of happiness. Happiness is the pursuit of what you want. And if you're pursuing what you want, you'll always be happy. So enjoy the consistency. I love that. We only have one life. Yeah. And why not enjoy it? <laughs> enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your own potential, what you want. Don't have FOMO. Don't worry about fear of missing out. Don't have what, another one's FOPO, especially for the younger What's generation. That? Fear of other people's opinion. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? Yes, and I see, yes. and I've had that for so long. And that lends to give you a need to be resentful, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty. All these feelings come from FOMO and FOPO. It's so true. Especially what we do, being like, you know, uh, in in the public eye, getting that <laughs> fear of, I literally went to bed last night having a 30-minute uh, DM fight with someone. So I need oh, no. that. Well, I'll train you on how not to have <laughs> DM fights. The wanna... easiest way is call me in my cell number. That's what I tell people, and I give it to them. <laughs> And that ends a fight that. immediately. Yeah. I want to ask you one last question too, because um, if, if you're out there listening to this and you're kind of feeling down about all the food you've been eating lately and, and you know, it's, it was the holidays and still is, and, you know, we, we really do want to enjoy our time and our lives and stuff. And we're like, how, you know, I want to just start, but I've really effed up my entire last two months per se. A lot of people might be feeling that. And I want to ask you any advice for someone who feels like, you know, they're in a rut right now, or it's like, oh man, how do I get back on that track? I know you said it's about starting, but like, you know, someone who is just like feeling really guilty that they haven't been doing their best. Yeah, that's a really difficult thing. I like to study guys like Einstein. uh, And it's really about compound interest. And when we can change our perspective from the immediacy of results, see, this is the problem with good behavior and good habits is they take a long time to effectuate and we want them Mm -hmm. immediately. And so before that, here's a problem with negative behavior, like eating bad foods, is that we don't expect it ever to have a result, but it also takes a long time. I always say it takes 90% of your effort to see 25% of your result. The problem is 99% of the people will quit a good habit because they don't see results mm-hmm. and 99% of people will continue a bad habit because they don't receive results. Here's where compound interest comes into play. If it was 20 years for me to you know, be the most popular 70 year old on earth on Instagram, <laughs> which is what Gary Vee and my goal was when I started at 50, <laughs> it would take me until I was 68 years old to see 25% of the result. Now, most people that are my age, they quit. They yeah, stop they post- because look, I told Gary, I want two people every year to be ambassadors. That's all. He said, what? I said, two people read my books, listen to my podcast, watch my TV shows, hire me to speak, coach, just two people that will also tell two people a year. He said, that's it. I said, yeah, because in 20 years, it'll be 2 million people 
with 2 million people than 4 million and 4 million. This is where we get in trouble with these habits is I've got to understand the aggregate effect of good behavior and bad behavior. So if I have bad behavior, I know that the, I don't expect a result, but it will come in a long time. Yeah. And I don't want that where we can start enjoying is, oh my gosh, it's going to be so good 18 years from now. Right. to see 25 but the truth is most people 99% of the nine of the 1% that remains they quit before they get to 100 and it goes from 25% in one year to 50 50 to 100 100 to 200 but so many people the mental aspect the mindset of aggregate effect is the hardest part about recovering from bad behavior this is why addicts it's so difficult to quit these you know different right. addictions and obsessions that we have because we just can't get over the fact how long it takes to see a result. So you yeah. got to make the result. Your emotions have to be attached to the journey part, not the outcome. I love that. Your emotions have to be attached to the journey, not the outcome. That is like exactly, I feel like what everyone needs to hear right now, especially going into the new year too, because it's all about taking it day by day, remembering why you started. And it, it seriously is all about the journey and like not giving up on that as well. Yeah. You're hundred percent of the people that quit don't get it done. <laughs> Will you say it again? A hundred percent of the people who quit don't get it done. Just like if you think you can or you can, either way you're right. But I can tell you so many people wonder why they're not where they want to be. And I'm like, cause yeah. you quit. See, I have a in business, for right. example, the key to business, I'm going to give everyone the secret to having a Please. successful business. Stay in business. See, if you stay in business, and you're, my goal tomorrow for my business is to stay in business. Right. Because I know eventually I'm going to figure things out and my business is going to be more and more successful. Absolutely. It's not going to be less and less successful. It'll be more because I'll evolve. I was, into David, what I, I was about to say the word. It's not about staying in business, doing exactly the same thing every single day. It's about evolving. You literally just exactly what I was going to say. You have to evolve every day to stay in business. All my businesses are an aggregate of all the failure businesses I have. It's too bad you have to come up with an LLC and bank accounts for each of these businesses because if I would have been able to keep the names and investors and all the, even when I lost over a hundred million dollars. I'm sorry, what? My, <laughs> Wait, can you stay for another 15 minutes? Because yeah. gosh, dang. Oh, you know, no, I lost kidding. everything. Yeah. What? Yeah, I lost over a hundred million dollars. And, but I know that all of that investment in myself, the lessons and the money is why I'm so successful today. Why totally. I came back so quickly, but I couldn't keep the same name of the businesses. And, right. But I don't see it as this business failed. I just stayed in business. Right. And I do that with my health. I do that with my family. I just constantly, I'm indicated pain is telling me you got a lesson to learn. I'm like, good, I can be promoted if I learn this lesson, kind of like a video game to the next level. So when things happen that I don't want called setbacks, failures, and mistakes, I am grateful for it. I find the light, the love, and the lessons. I'm forgiving of myself for trying really hard, doing my best, and not getting what I want. And then I take accountability by telling myself, what did I do? What lesson am I supposed to learn to promote myself and to uh, protect myself? Yes, I completely agree. And I am unsure how you did lose $100 million. And I really wish next I could show. talk to you. Next show, next show. I'll, I'll talk to you about that next time. But at the same time, I feel like you had that persistence. And the one huge thing that, you know, why you're probably still going today is because you love what you do and you have passion with it. So if you love what you do, you guys keep going because you will, you will get there. And if you don't love what you do, most importantly, learn to love what you do. There's light love and lessons in everything. So that. we can learn like I'll it's so real quick. And I know we're short, but trash was my nemesis. It was my kryptonite. <laughs> I learned to lo- like taking out the trash. I learned to love taking out the trash because for my wife, it signified how much I loved her. 
And so I changed the way I looked at the trash. It wasn't a punishment. And I just said, this is time for me to think about what I want. So I go to family functions. I go to friends' houses. I'm like, hey, can I take the trash out for you? Not only do I feel good about taking the trash out, but my brand has been elevated because people are like, oh my God, your husband's amazing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually look better. it takes two seconds. Not only does my wife love me, but everyone else does. Exactly. All from trash. (laughs) Well, David, I seriously feel like I could talk to you forever. I have so many more questions. And you're just like so inspiring. You have the best quotes, motivational speaker, entrepreneur. Everyone go follow him. Where can they find you? At David Meltzer, but please email me. I'll give Ooh. anyone my book, Ooh. ebook. I will sign a copy for your for your community. I will sign a copy of my book, send it to you, pay for shipping and the book. What? If you email me, david at dmelter.com. Everyone, I answer it myself. Just email me that you want an ebook, audiobook, or a signed copy sent to you. I'll pay for it all. Uh, and it, it, it'll change your life. It includes the five daily habits, david at dmelter.com. I've never heard someone so giving. Seriously, though, like what the hell? You answer those emails yourself. That's my, yeah. How yeah. the hell do mission. you have time? That's my 520 rule. <laughs> and you wake up before I am, right? Oh, I every day. Oh, man. All right. Well, hopefully I can do that in 2022. (laughs) Thank you so much, David. Appreciate you. See you guys next week.